Oh, trendsetters, it is good to have your company on episode 605 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, transmove.com, or you can just send me through an email, tim at transmove.com. Follow my training at coronavirus.com. Now, how quickly is bloody Christmas approaching us? Fair dinkum. It's, 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 I just feel like I've blinked, and it's it's what there. And I'm the hard person to buy presents for, generally, because generally anything I want or need, I I generally get myself and so which makes life really hard for the family and when they're asking me questions what do you want for christmas and i'm i never give them answers they go oh don't worry about me uh, just you know, especially to my wife just buy for the kids um I, I really don't need anything and when the kids are saying what do you want for christmas i always go oh because no, especially with my daughter she but she but she She's got a job now, so she buys it out of her own money, and so I don't like, like you know, her to, to spend her own money on me. So I oh, just get me a table around. She'll be right. Even though the world's greatest dad over here, every time I, you know, she, she, you can always tell when she needs her car filled because she always go because I'll be saying, oh, I'm, just, I'm going at such and such. Yes, why don't you take my car? Because I'll always fill it for her. <laughs> so she, she, she's done the mass on. Oh, hang on. Every time dad takes my car out, she, it's coming back with a full tank. So I've been getting that a bit. Like, well, why don't you take my car if you want? <laughs> so, but um. Of course, I am. I, my son for Christmas has asked for a massage gun. Oh, I want a massage gun. So, and I've never been that impressed by massage guns. So I, I did back. It must have been two thousand thirteen ish. I did a massage course, a massage therapist, and so I keep reverting back to what I learned there. And I've tried a couple of massage guns, and yeah, yeah. I've, I've just never, never been that overly impressed. And, um, but mind you, most of them have been, you know, mid-range, you know, you go to Kmart and they've got one and you're like, oh, i try that sort of thing. And, uh, God, it's not even worth it, you know, not even worth the battery. So, I've, I've just never brought one. And so, I've been trying a couple recently and I've, you know, so I can get my son a, a good, a decent one. And I go, ah, oh, yeah, I, I just haven't been impressed. And then I tried the TheraBand ones and I thought, ooh, ooh. Oh, I get all excited. My wife actually sent, took a video of me in in Rebel Sports, yeah, down on my calf, and then I'm smashing the living daylights out of my um, ITB. I was there for yonks, and I was actually quite impressed. And I think, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get him one of these bad boys. This is this is the duck's guts. And then my um, son turns around very very shortly after and says, oh, I'm not going to. Um, I changed my mind for Christmas. I want an electric scooter, which I can say that now because he's not going to listen to the podcast. So we we, we got him actually an electric scooter so he can scoot off and see his goof off mates, I guess. But but I've just turned around and said to my wife, I want the massage gun. I'll have the massage gun. And she, she oh dear. Uh, yep. So I've, and I've never... I've, I struggle with Christmas. I, I definitely hate birthdays, but this is the the first time since probably being a kid that I've actually started looking forward to Christmas. So I can get this massage gun. So, but anyway, today's question comes from George, who writes. He's just signed up for his second half um, in May. He did his first one about two years ago, and I'm assuming this is a half Ironman and not marathon. 
Um, he writes, I like to do the local park, 5K park runs on Saturday mornings. I live about 15 kilometres from my nearest park run. I mainly cycle to the event or sometimes run on one way only, so 20 kilometres in total. I aim to get th- I aim to get there within a few minutes of the start, so it's a bit of a transition training. I notice most triathletes seem to train the three sports separately, and I'm wondering what is your opinion on this? Uh, weekly use of training time three hours approximately. Uh, and how could, how I could mi- 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 uh, maximize the benefits. I would like to know what kind of intensity you would ride the ride there and back, and how much do you put in to the five k run? As I'm guilty of trying trying to do everything as fast as possible. So this is a cool question. If so, park runs for the people who don't know because um, they're massive in England. They're pretty bloody big here in Australia as well, and they're. Spreading like wildfire in the US and Canada, they're, they're, get, they're getting out slowly. Um, so what they are is every Saturday morning, nine o'clock starts. It's a, a five-kilometer race. It's free for anyone to do. You're going to get um, from elite professional athletes at the starting line through to an old granny walking her little chihuahua dog right at the back, and everything in between. Really good events they are. And, and they're free of charge, and I I I like them. I don't, don't do them very often, but I do. I am a big fan of them. As you live um, fifteen kilometres away, you cycle there um, or run back. I, I'm a bit. I like that. So the the cycle there being fifteen kilometres. So that's about half an hour ish. Um, you'd be mostly using that as a warm-up on the way on the way there, I would assume. Um, and so, so I'll, I'll get to the point where most people, most triathletes, train the three sports separately. <laughs> um, most do. But, um, so you got to look at your available training hours, and most. Um, and you pencil in what you, you, you it starts from that you, um, your goal on race day. So you look at the goal on your race day. You've got your half. You want to achieve this. And now, what do you have to do to achieve this? So if you look at um, that race, let's let's call it the half Ironman, because um, I'm pretty sure that's what you're talking about. You're trying to do a five hour a half Ironman. What? Do you, if you this half Ironman was this weekend, what would you do? Uh, let's, for rough sakes, if you went out this weekend because um, you're just getting back into it all, you, you let's call it six hours um, for nice round figures. So you've you've got to take that hour off between now and May. So what do you have to do to achieve that? So you can start working your way back. So well, you look at your resources that you have. Um, what's your available training hours look like? Um, and then you can start penciling in how you can um, get as much time as as you possibly can um, within your training volume each week to be able to achieve that one, you know, five-hour half Ironman. So, excuse me, 
so if you look at, and I'm assuming you have that approximate three hours, I, I don't know what that means. If you if your weekly training hours are three hours, um, if that's the case, yeah, um, that's not a lot. Um, not a lot, not a lot for a half Ironman. But I'm assuming that three hours might be that three you got for three hours available on the Saturday, um, which would make more sense. So um, I've got some effort. So when when do we start adding bricks? That depends greatly on on the athlete, for instance, um, and their available training hours. Sometimes we add bricks in for athletes because their available training hours is quite low. So we're trying to maximise their hours. We've got um, athletes who, um, you know, do, do come off the bike and they've got instantly got the straight-legged shuffle going. So we we need to add more bricks into their weekly training volume because they they, they need to get used to it. Um, so everything all all depends on on the athletes. Some athletes really don't need any brick brick runs, or, or or because it's had no benefit to them, or or negative impact to them. Um, so everyone everyone's different with this. So when we look at um, like cycling out, running, and cycling and cycling back, I'm assuming we can manipulate that depending on what your what the demands are on your just everything i had an athlete once who um had a a crazy crappy diet and uh he was doing ironmans and when when we you know you talk to him about diet it was very clear he was never changing and so we needed to work our way around that so he had um and when we talk about ironman we're you, we have a, a, enough glycogen in our, in our muscles and liver, you know, f- not to do an Ironman. We we, <laughs> we need, to, you know, you're you're going to be cramping up. You're going to be on a death march in the back half of that Ironman on that marathon. So you need to be fat adapted. And so one one thing we would do with him because he was. Um, he had you know pretty well a sugar drip straight into his his vein 24 hours a day um we needed to, he was just never burning fat so what we would do with him is he would have a, a session like a longer session we didn't do this all the time but we did it a fair bit where we would hit him hard early on in the session with intensity to try and um lower his glycogen levels and then make that the rest of the ride you know zone two or, or aerobic as much as much as possible and if you um so we so we can learn to burn more fat and so if you go into these sort of sessions for as i'm talking about i'm i'm veering off slightly but uh, but i'll bring it back in a second if you go into those those sort of sessions in, in generally when you do the you know hard sessions on a long bike ride you're generally doing it towards the end of a session but under this under this with this athlete we did it very first first up so we're doing a lot of hard vo2 efforts um straight off the bat with him and then you can sometimes it could take up to 30 minutes of aerobic riding before you start burning that fat again so that's that's how we would we would you know for the first one 
our, between the first 60, 90 minutes of um, after his warm-up, we, we would just smash the living daylights out of him and then it's easy spinning from there on in. So that we manipulated that. So it depends on, you know, you've got to look at the demand of the race, you've got to look at where you're at, where you want to be, and then you can start planning something around. As in racing a 5K every week, I don't... I'm... I don't see high value in that. I've got an athlete um, who does park run every every single, most weeks. And um, we'll get him to race it every two or three weeks just to empty the tank and because that's, that's what he wants to do mostly. Um, but we'll add something in it. it will, there's, a, there's a reason we're doing that particular session. It'll be, uh, you know, let's do this at heart rate of blah blah on this session this one this park run you know run run minute fast one minute easy or 200 fast 200 easy we'll, we'll mix it around a bit just to try and get something good out of the session so but i i don't see a lot of value in racing it every single week um th- though i could be i, I have heard of you know some people recommending it. I, I personally wouldn't. Um, as for um, as for as for cycling, um, it uh, cycling there. I, I like the fact that your your run back. It would be pretty cool, and and all your practicing transition. So you could manipulate the living daylights out of that ride. Um, do 15 minute warm up and then start doing hard intervals or hard efforts do a transition run it at race your 70.3 race pace or race effort or just slightly above it then jump back on the bike ride home or go ride home the longer way and then jump back off the bike and do another um 20 minute run or 30 minute run or 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 whatever at that same sort of run effort that would be a really good session to do you can manipulate these around as to to get the most out of the sessions but it's i can't give an exact what to do when to do it and how to do it because i'd need more information but i do like the idea of um i would when it comes to um if you were going to run one way, I'd probably run easy on the way to the park run and then run tempo, the park run itself. That would, that would you get a lot of more bang for your buck on that one. Um, also, trying to think of other ways you could possibly do this. It'd be different if you, if you could get someone to meet you there with your, with your bike. You can run there um, easy, do the park run hard, jump on the bike and ride home easy to, to help recover or or you can do it the other way. This It just depends on how you can get your bike there or running there. Yeah, there's a few different things. Uh, I th- I'm just gibbering here. I'm just talking crap. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Until next episode, hooroo.